Yeah, okay, Thorny Hedge is a weird name, but it is actually said during the episode. Maybe you can listen closely for it and, like, do a shot or something. And you know, I just realized this one is... It's all about stuff done in public. Picking up dog poop in public. Public fornication outside a neighbor's window. And public demonstrations of grief when celebrities die. And a sort of secret but technically open to the public room where you can go hang out with the corpse of the patron saint of artists. So, yeah... And I want you to be 100% honest in your answer. Because I was thinking about this the other day. Now, we we both have little angelic dogs. Yes. And um, now you, you walk your dog, you know, in public more than I walk my dog. But there was a time when Spike used to go walking. A lot more yeah. than he does now. Yeah. Oh, I like Joxer almost every day. I know. So you have much more experience with what I'm about to ask than... Okay. Um, so when when we walk our dogs in public and they have a little poop, what, I'm, what I am asking about is the picking up of the poop. Okay. Would you say you pick up Joxer's poop... 100% of the time when you are out in public? Oh, absolutely 100%. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just follow up. I always have, when I go, I always have two poop bags with me. Okay. I've only had to use two maybe once or twice. Like, just in case there's a second poop somewhere? Yeah, and then sometimes, because, you know, sometimes he just, like, poops for purpose. Oh, we're out, so I may as well poop. And then there's the... And it'll be, like, minuscule. Right. In which case, if he goes again, I can use the same bag and just sort of, you know... Right. Okay. Now, now I do want to ask, though, so in those times, um, do... Do you, what, put the poop, the poopy bag, what, in your pocket and bring it home? I just carry it with me. I I twist it over my finger. Right. And then I carry it with me in the same hand as the leash in case I need to use it again. Okay. And then when you get home, does the poopy bag go in the trash or do you dump it in your own yard? Oh, I put it in the trash. Okay. Okay. Do you do you ever just out of curiosity do you do you clean up poop out of your own yard? Because when I was a kid, um, and I had a basset hound who had giant landmine poops, that was that was a 
job of mine as a child to go out with a shovel and pick up my dog's poops because our, our, our backyard didn't have a large grassy area. So his poop would fill up the grassy area pretty quickly if uh, we didn't, if we didn't pick it up and throw it away. Oh God. I remember Lindbergh. Remember? Oh, Lindbergh's poops were <laughs> as big as his head. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh no. I pick up the every day. Okay. Well, for two reasons. One, you know, Your I live with my mom. Yes. Um, well, three reasons, actually. One, I live with my mom. Two, I only smoke in the backyard. Right. And I pick up the poop, and then I empty the ashtray in the dog poop bag, and then throw it away every morning. Oh, okay. You know, and three is, we have a we have gardeners that come every Wednesday. Okay. And I need to make sure that everything is cleared out for the gardeners because if I if I even miss like if I don't get up early enough for them, oh they'll step in it and it'll like be traipsed through the patio from their shoes and they have to hose the patio down and oh god, I'm not a fan of that. So yeah, okay. I'm, I'm diligent about poop. Okay. Well, I guess which is rare. Okay, I'm a rare dog owner. Yeah. Well, here's, this is, this is why, this is why I'm asking. And I guess some of it just has to do with just the nature of Spike's poop. And, and he, I mean, he is a teeny, teeny dog who makes teeny, teeny poops. Yeah. I mean, the biggest poop, the biggest single poop he's ever made in his life is the size of my index finger. Oh, really? I was going to say pinky, but... <laughs> a pinky is a normal poop. Okay. A pinky would be a normal poop. A, oh my God, I've been holding it all day, and I'm straining to push it out, is my index finger. Uh, okay. Um, and so, there have been many times... So, I never have to clean up the poop in my backyard, because I never... I rarely see it. Yeah. And it... It also um, dries pretty quickly. I was just going to, that's so funny. I was just going to say that. That's so weird that you said that. It was on my mind. I was just going to say, you know, it dries really fast, especially when it's that small. Yeah. And at that point, it's kind of a non-issue. Yeah. And in fact, um, on the times, the rare times when he has pooped in the house, by the time I find it, it is hard as a rock. It's like it it nothing has gotten on the carpet because it came out of him almost completely dry. Yeah. And it just landed on the carpet and immediately petrified. And I can just pick it up with my fingers because there's nothing to get on me because it's like picking oh, yeah. up a it's like picking up a, a stick. It's like dry. And and the other thing yeah that has no, to I do No, I was just having a memory of you know where I lived before in San Antonio with all... All those dogs. All those dogs. Running running wild on that big piece of land, yeah. And they were all little, and they all Well, all except for the German house. Shepherd, who's probably had landmine poop. Oh, yeah, but he never pooped in the house. Right. But the little ones would, and sometimes I would find, like, in weird places and corners... Right. This, like, calcified, dried-up poop. Little poop morsels, like, yeah. Oh, 
but it was never a thing because it was dried up and I had pergo floors, so it was okay. Right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but here, here's the thing about when, when Spike will poop in public, and this happens like when I take him to PetSmart and there's like a whole outdoor poop area, like on this whole like like long like sort of island dog walking island that goes uh, that goes across their parking lot which is like basically a big dog walking area that uh-huh. has a little poop station at the end um for throwing away your poop um and this happened every time I walked him through the old neighborhood so i you know i would have the little thing that would that would attach to the leash that would be have like all the little rolls of little poop bags. Oh yeah, the little yeah. handy thing. So he's doing the sniff and starting to assume the position. Uh, I am I am fumbling with the poop bag to get the poop bag off. So I tear off my little poop bag and now I'm opening it and he has pooped now. Uh huh. And I go to pick it up and I can't find it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> And I could see that with that little puppy. I could see it because he's teeny. Many, many, many times. More, more times than I can remember. In fact, I, I, I would say that in all the times I walked him, in all the times he's ever been on a leash and pooped in public, I have probably actually picked up poop less than a dozen times. Because wow. his poop, if the gra- if there is grass and it is long, his poop will fall down into the grass, and I cannot see it. Ah, oh, I know about the long grass. I do. I absolutely do. Because I have to go out. I have to search. Yeah. But I diligently search because if I miss something, oh God, Mom will step in it, and then it is like, oh my God. And so the shit hits the fan. <laughs> absolutely. And that's part of why I can't I would I don't wouldn't find it in my own yard either. You know, I mean I find it occasionally by accident and then I go yeah. although more often than not if I see poop in my yard, usually it's like, well that poop's too big for my own dog. So what the hell walked through my yard and pooped? Is that possum poop? Is that Oh, poop? That? I got a story about that too. But what what but what has happened many 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 times all those other times cuz you know like i said it was less than a dozen times that i've actually picked up poop yeah i had a bag in my hand and i was intending to pick up poop and there are people around or potentially maybe i don't see people but there could be a person looking out their window and <gasps> Ooh, i'm in front of their house in my neighborhood girl they look if you're walking your dog, they watch you out their window. I've seen it. Well, that's the thing. I have mimed, mimed picking up dog shit in public so many times. Oh, I've done that too a couple times. So I pretended, yeah. Because he absolutely <laughs> pooped and I had the bag at the ready and I'm. it's not possible for me to pick up his poop because I cannot find it. So, and sometimes I'll stand there for a minute and look for flies, look for bug activity, like anything to help me. But I will just give up and I will reach down. And sometimes I will, you know, even like 
grab a blade of grass or something to help with the miming to make it look more authentic. And I will do the whole twisting of the bag and whatever. Oh, I've done that. And then I will just walk far enough away that whoever would have seen me there doesn't see me. And then I have a perfectly clean bag and I stick it in my pocket and we just keep on walking. Yep. And you know, I have a lady that lives behind, you know, like on my block, but behind me a couple houses down. I never met her. I have no idea what her story is, who she is, whatever. But I remember one time jocks are pooped in her yard and of course I picked it up immediately. But now every time I go by, I shouldn't say every time, but I would say half the time I goes by because she's one of those, she's not old enough to be retired. So I don't know if she's a housewife, if she works from home or whatever, but she's out in her yard a lot. Yeah. And now, because the dog shit in her yard one time, which I picked up immediately. Right. Every time I walk by, she stands out and gives me the stink eye. Oh, God. And I'm like, bitch, whatever. Oh, my God. You know, out where my folks are, were, are, it's like... Because it, you know, when, when we first moved to Texas, that area, I mean, it's, it's very much the suburbs now, but it was kind of more country, even though, oh, it's, it was, even yeah, though it's it was a subdivision, rural. it yeah. was, it was considered the country. And the guy who used to live behind my parents was one of those guys who used to talk shit like, you know, oh, if, if someone's dog you know, if someone's dog comes and shits in my yard, I'm going to shoot it. Oh, he's one of those assholes. He was one of those yeah, assholes. Yeah, yeah. But let me just say, um, one thing that that was is always very that's very distinctive about my parents' lot is that it's very easy to know where their property line is because they're on a corner and on both edges of their property line, both of their neighbors put their driveways six inches from the property line on both edges. Oh, yeah. So it's very easy to know where the property line is on each side. So that asshole that's behind them, like if you stand at the kitchen sink and you look straight out the back, you see the driveway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever I think of that guy, I, the way I picture him is in his shorty, shorty robe and his cowboy boots uh, and, you know, coming out to get his newspaper in the morning. Um, oh, I need to do a photo shoot of me in, like, a short bathrobe with cowboy boots. Oh, my God. That guy. Oh, totally uh, need to do it. But now he had he had a bunch of dogs, and one of his dogs was a big white German shepherd named Lil. And Lil was... I loved Lil. But... See, if we had that kind of attitude about if your dog shits in my yard, I'm going to shoot it. Ah, the dog would have been shot a hundred times. I I can't think of a time when his dog shit that wasn't in our yard. Now, granted, she didn't come far into our yard, but if she took one step off of his driveway, she was shitting in our yard. But every shit that dog took was in our yard. And, of course, this asshole wouldn't pick it up. Of course not. Why would he do that? It was outside. (laughs) The dog was shitting outside, you know? And it was, oh, she was such a sweet dog. 
she was so sweet. But, you know, um, but he was one of those assholes. But, you know, oh, it's in the, it's God. in the country, you know, what do, dogs shit outside. And, but that's definitely, that was definitely way, way, way before the idea of anyone picking up dog shit. Like if you walked your dog, that was to have them shit somewhere other than your own yard and nobody picked that up. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. that's that's a relatively new phenomenon. My name is Paige, and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can turn into nightmares. Join me as I tell you about horrific reveries on the Reverie True Crime Podcast, wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Oh, speaking of that, so some, uh, you know, I live on a corner mm-hmm. in the very suburban neighborhood, but my yard is big. For here. Oh, it yeah. Texas big, but it's big for here, my front yard. Corner lots tend to be the the yeah. ideal lot in those kind of neighborhoods. So the house is pretty is, is pretty far from the sidewalk. The yeah. house is a good 20 feet from the sidewalk on either side. Yeah. I regularly find big dog shit... Right next to my front porch. Right. Which means some asshole is cutting the corner. Oh, totally. And walking across my yard yep. and letting their big dog shit on in front of my porch and just leaving it there. Right. And that's repeated. It's not like once or twice. It's like repeated. It's in like the same spot. Like that's their dog's spot where they shit. Yeah, and I have my uh, my friend across the street. They've had their car vandalized a couple times. Shit. So they bought. Well, you know, they have Priuses, and they steal the catalytic converters. I would. I wouldn't have thought a Prius would have a catalytic converter. Yeah, the catalytic converter in a Prius is a big valuable thing. Oh my god. They've had their catalytic converter stolen off of one car twice. Holy shit. So they installed cameras in the front. Oh cool. Okay. But you can also see my house. Of course you can. And I was just mentioning and he's like, I'm gonna watch the video and I'm gonna see who this asshole is and keeps letting their, their dog their Oh dog my shit. god. And I'm like yeah, I so don't want to get involved with the feud. With oh, I hope like they, that. I hope Please. they get on the next door app, and I, th- I hope they start posting screen captures. I hope they do. maybe, but I don't want to be involved with it. Uh, it's not I'm that important so excited. to me. I don't want to be involved with it. I do. I, I, I want to be, be involved. To know. I love neighborhood drama. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, my friends. Her husband is so fucking nosy, he'll call me, and he'll be like, there's been a car parked out on the side of your house for like 20 minutes. You better look out and make sure everything is okay and call the police and whatever, and I'm like... Oh, hell no. It's... 
a painter. He's over here doing an estimate. Oh my for... god, that guy and your mom would get along really well. It's my friend. She parked over there, and we're over here watching movies. I mean, I mean, it's kind of good, but it's kind of crazy paranoid. That's, yeah. But it's also, those are the neighbors. They literally, this is no joke, they literally had to put up a fence on the side of the house because they have... The original windows in these 1940s houses yeah. that were like the low windows that, you know, the wood windows that slide up. Right. And because there's two whore hotels on First Street five blocks away. Oh, God. They would drive down in the neighborhood and park and there'd be like blowjobs or fucking in cars for tricks. Because I live really close to the airport. Right, right? yeah. And twice. Like right outside their windows? Sexual activity in cars right outside their bedroom window. That is so So exciting. So they had to put up a fence. That is so (laughs) exciting. And oh, he's so horrified. And I was like, as long as they don't break into the house, I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, as long I as they're not it's... doing it right up against the window. I think it's kind of fabulous. I, I would build a thorny hedge. That's what I would do. A nice thorny hedge. <laughs> but yeah, but they literally put up a fence because of that. And that is no joke. <laughs> and then you can just hurl dog shit over it. At the sexual activity. Prostitute. And the funny thing is, when my parents were divorcing, when the asshole had to move out and get a hotel room after he got out of jail, (laughs) guess where he stayed for about six months? Of course he did. In one of those motels. Of course he did. (laughs) Of course he did. Even though he had an apartment. But he was staying at the hotel, right. at the motel, the motor inn. Was it a nice motor inn? <laughs> oh, no. He was staying there to try to hide the fact that he had an apartment. Oh, my God. Being too stupid to know that the lawyer, or you know, the judge was like, you know we can look up records. There's a lease know, in your name. And we know that you're leasing an apartment, so why the fuck aren't you in your apartment? Why are you staying at this motel? You're so stupid, are you're you paying rent. Are you trying to hide rent? something? You're paying rent and paying for a motel. Yeah, so anyway, that backfired. But yeah, he stayed at one of the whore hotels, and I thought that was kind of exciting. Oh my god. And even mom was laughing about that. Oh my god. Because, yeah. But it's kind of apropos, you know, when he died, my sister was so horrified because in his trunk, there was all these old VHS and Super 8 and Super 8 porno films. (gasps) How exciting. And we're talking like skanky 70s porn. Of course. Big old hairy muffs. and Of course there were. And there were dildos and vibrators in the trunk of my dad's Cadillac. That is awesome. Uh, horrifying, but kind of awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the thing we all have to remember. At some point when we're gone, someone's going to go through all our stuff, and they're going to find 
that box of stuff that no one's ever seen. Oh, I live. Yeah, I'm afraid of that because I do. I have my drawer stuff, but you know, Uh, whatever. I'll be dead. I don't care. Someone's going to pick something up and go, ooh, what's this? And then they're going to realize they wish they hadn't touched it. Well, it's so funny because I remember when I... Anyway, mom came to visit me one time. (laughs) And she was cleaning because I was sick. Mm -hmm. You know what time I'm talking about, right? I was sick. And the way I had this headboard, remember it had like... It was like a frame. It was like bookshelves. And it had these two compartments on the side. Yeah. And I had, um, you know, a toy and two kinds of lube. Right. Tucked away. That's why some headboards have compartments in them. And it was so funny because mom was like very fastidiously windexing and dusting and, and she... Totally avoided that side of the headboard because I think she had seen that before and realized what it was. And she just never went near it again. Yeah, and I and I really think that it's like I don't think she cared, but I think it was out of respect for me because she knew what it was. Right. She purposely didn't go over there because she didn't want to make me uncomfortable. Right. And I thought that was pretty cool. Right. I mean, not that I'm going to have that stuff visibly out, right? But if but now if, that I'm living here, but it, but I if she it was went cool. in there and you know windexed your toy or something, and then you were like, "Oh my God, Mom's cleaning in that drawer," you know, it's like no, that she's just going to. Oh avoid yeah, it. but no, she saw it. She knew it. She knew what that stuff was, yeah. and she just purposely avoided it. But it was like no comment, and you know, she didn't get that pierced, judgmental look that she has, right? Um, and it was kind of funny because I knew she, I knew that she had seen it previously. She was very much staying away from there because you know when she was there, the couple days that I was in the hospital when she was there, you know she snooped into everything. I'm oh, sure probably. she did, and that's okay. But anyway, I thought that was kind of funny, and it, and I thought it was charming actually because it was very respectful. Yeah, I thought it was charming. But, oh, yeah, there's things that, yeah. At least I'm not a furry, because, you know, I've seen online some of, you can buy dog dick dildos. Oh, I know. Anything. So, at least I don't have any of that. At least what I got is normal. Yeah, but she's still, (laughs) but, but the thing is, people wouldn't know what they were looking at. They would just think it was shaped a different way because it would yeah. feel different. I got I got stuff that's shaped weird for sensation purposes. Yeah. I've got stuff that isn't shaped like dicks. What? Well, what stuff dildo, doesn't need to be shaped would, like a dick. The dildo, she would know what it is because it's very realistic. Yeah, but see, I don't have anything that's shaped like yeah. a dick. Why do I? I don't need anything that's shaped like a dick. The dick shape yeah. is not. It's not. Uh, it's not efficient. It's yeah, not. It's not made to do anyway. what it needs to do. Yeah, but anyway, neither here nor there. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> I worry about the. But I'll be dead, and I won't care. And maybe my spirit will just will be come sitting there laughing and, and just laugh. And, and yeah. you know, she'll be like, "Ah, oh, hit me." Oh, <laughs> 
I've been hanging on to this one for a while. Really, ever since I did Catherine of Siena. I didn't want to put two awesome St. Catherines back-to-back, or head-to-mummified head, as it were. But there was no way I wasn't going to tell you about St. Cathy and her golden throne. But before I get to that, the stuff from when she was alive. She was brilliant and talented, a musician and a writer and an artist, and her paintings are pretty fab. There's one called the Madonna of the Peach. They include it on her Wikipedia page. It's quite cheeky, and I really like it. And I mention that one because nobody seems to talk about that painting. Her big painting is this one of St. Ursula, and that one is okay, I guess. But it's a big deal because it's in some gallery in Venice. Anyway, she was your basic rich girl who was well-educated and stuff, who gave her life to the church and wrote amazing things, and she was very pious and obedient and everyone loved her. But unfortunately, she got sick and she died at age 49. And because she was at the poor Claire's convent, and they don't do coffins, they shrouded her and put her right into the ground. And for 18 days, people reported sweet odors coming from her grave. And those going to her grave to pray were claiming to have experienced miracles, which is a common thing you hear about saints. But what isn't common is when they exhume your body and you are incorrupt. Now, I sort of touched on incorruptibility before with Kathy of Sienna's head, but I didn't really explain what it means, and I'm not sure I can adequately explain it either, because the church has had a hard time explaining it in a way that's going to make sense to anyone. It seems like they're suggesting the body doesn't decompose, but it still sort of does. Or, like, maybe it does, but in a nice-smelling way? And obviously not all saints are incorrupt. Just some of them. Or maybe even just a part of them, sometimes. And the ones who are incorrupt vary greatly in how they're presented. So you might get, you know, Kathy of Siena and her head and her thumb displayed in glass reliquaries. Or... You might have St. Bernadette of Lourdes, who died very young and beautiful, so someone sculpted a beautiful wax mask and hand coverings, so she looks like she's just sleeping, and her whole body is lying in state in a gorgeous glass and gold coffin. And lots of them are effigies, displayed in glass coffins, while their bones rest hidden underneath them. But they were still declared incorrupt once upon a time. Because incorruptibility isn't exactly a permanent state. I mean, once you're declared incorrupt, you are. But your body might still just crumble after a couple hundred years. Which brings us back to St. Catherine of Bologna. So, if you ever find yourself in Bologna, make your way up via Taglia Pietre to the monastery di Santa Catarina de Vigri. As you explore the chapel of Chiesa della Santa, keep an eye out for a small sign pointing you to a door with a little doorbell next to it. If you're bold enough to ring that bell, 
a nun will buzz you in, stick a pamphlet in your hand, and close that door behind you, and suddenly you're alone, face to face with St. Catherine. She's been sitting there, intact, on that golden throne, for over five hundred years. She is decked out, head to toe, in a full nun's habit, and her hands hold a Bible and a cross. Her skin is completely covered in soot from hundreds of years' worth of smoke, from oil lamps, candles, and incense. On the walls all around her are some of her artwork, like Madonna of the Peach, her beloved Viola, and a bunch of bones from saints and other important people. I mean, who wouldn't want to hang out with a 600-year-old patron of the arts, if given the chance? I mean, it's not just me, right? Speaking of dead, recent celebrity deaths uh, have got me thinking about something else. Uh, unfortunately, the Leslie Jordan, which makes me so incredibly sad, but was not... Oh. Leslie Jordan was not the one that inspired this, but we should mention him for a second. Brother boy, oh Fabulous. my god. I loved him. He was fabulous in everything, and I loved him, and I admired him, because he was an out Nelly fucking queen when it was not safe to be so, and he didn't give a shit. Oh my god. I love that. I love that He's a perfect example of being, you know, the kind of of guy who couldn't butch it up if he wanted to, and he just... He was who he was, and he lived his life the, oh, exactly you know, the way. Oh, I gotta say, he was Nelly as fuck, which I love, right? Yeah. But I saw a picture of him after, you know, that was posted after his death, back in the 70s. And he was there, you know, and, like, probably not on the Castro, but, you know. So, yeah, somewhere fun. With his, you know, in some, like, you know, denim shorts with his shirt off, and like, really hairy and buff, and I was like, fuck, he was hot when he was, like, in his, you know, late 20s and 30s. Sure. He was still, like, five feet tall and everything. Yeah, but, but he had, like, this so hot, cute. buff body and really hairy, and I was like, fuck, you never thought, like, this nelly old queen was, like, hot at some point. Oh, yeah. Right? But, he but was, I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. But he was cute as hell, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, I was hot at some point. You know, I mean, we were all in our 20s once. Before I was bald and had my beer belly, you know. <laughs> we, we, were, we, were, we were all 25 once. You know. <laughs> Some of us longer ago than others. But man, but I digress. Yeah. But yeah, he that picture, I was like, ooh, Leslie. But, uh, but it was, he would have been fun to marry and grow old with. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Just, you I'm know. sorry. I w- it's like I was thinking a lot that day. Like there is, we all need to work harder to sparkle more to make up for the amount of sparkle that's yes. that the world is lacking without him in it. You know, yeah. it's like because he just puts so much extra zazz in the world just by existing. But the but the celebrity death that got me thinking along this line was uh, uh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, and yeah. it's just sort of like. There's, there's something about, and this is, I, I realize that 
what I'm going to say is going to make me sound a little bit like a dick, and I don't mean to, but there's something about when a celebrity who is like, say, 96, 97 years old dies, and people act like, oh my god, really? No, not Angela Lansbury! Oh, I know, like, oh, she was such a part of their lives, and blah, oh, I know. And, and I, I mean, I understand if you're a huge fan, and I, I, I mean, I, I understand that. Like, like Ruth Buzzy, this is going to sound really weird, but Ruth Buzzy had, had, like, massive stroke, you know, and she's not doing well, but she's, you know, she's still, whether it's her posting on Twitter or her husband posting on her behalf, she's still making sure she gets a picture out every once in a while, she's still making sure she's tweeting, and, you know, we're all out there, you know, rooting for her and whatever. And I fucking love Ruth Buzzy. And I'm going to be very, very upset when Ruth Buzzy dies. But because it's, you know, I've been talking to her on Twitter for a long time. And it's going to feel very personal. But, like, but she also isn't 97 years old either. Yeah. So, like, but when someone who is, like, nearing 100 dies... And people act shocked? Like when the fucking queen died and people are like, but she seemed fine the other day. It's like she's fucking, she's ancient. (laughs) Right. You know? And it's it's like, how dare you be surprised that an old person died? Like how, old people die all the time. And it just, it's like, you know, if somebody, like Leslie Jordan that yeah. was a fucking tragedy. That was something that came out of fucking That's nowhere. Shocking. That's shocking yeah. and weird, and it was... Now, what was it? Did he have a heart attack? Because I know it was some sort of, like, something happened when he was driving, That's and it was that's like, all. he lost control of the car and crashed. That's that's all I know. Yeah. I don't think... Th- I It was a heart attack, an aneurysm, a stroke, it had to be something like that. The only thing I know... Within, like, the previous couple days, I think he made an appointment with a cardiologist or something. But, like, nobody really knows, you know, there's not a lot of information there. But, like, the Angela Lansbury thing, like, brought up all this weird uh, conversation about death. And it's like, I was looking around on Twitter and I was just seeing a lot of conversations where I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of young people who, like, People who are young enough that they haven't really experienced people that they're fans of dying. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was someone, and I guess you were too to some extent. Like, I was someone who was raised on old movies, and so like when someone like, you know. I remember when Ray Bolger died. I remember, you know, I remember when, you know, say Gene Kelly died. I remember when Sammy Davis Jr. died. You know, like when things like that, people who were for, you know, my mother's, you know, people that my mother was a fan of. um, I remember Laurence Olivier dying. I remember all these people dying because I knew who they were no matter how young I was. So I had already gone through a lot of that. But like now we're at the age where, oh shit, like the musicians we like are 
are dying. I know we're just waiting for them to die. <laughs> I mean, we've already we've already seen so like you know, I mean like the year that like it was like Bowie and Prince. It's like oh fuck fuck no stop stop no no one else is allowed to die. God damn it no I can't do this. And just like bracing ourselves for who else is gonna die. This this sucks. But but we're at that age. Like if you think about when our parents were the age we are now. Yeah. That was when everyone they ever knew was dying. And it's like fuck no, this isn't cool. This isn't cool. I don't like it. And so like I know you know when Frank Sinatra died, my mom cried seriously for about two hours. Right. Right. She was. I mean, my God, he she might as well be the Pope. in the 50s when he was young. He was Italian. She, I mean, he might as well be family. begged, begged, begged to be allowed to go to that concert. And my grandmother said, no, you're not going to that filthy blah, blah, blah. <gasps> but he was Italian. But she begged and begged and begged and she was allowed to go. And that is like my mom's happiest memory. And she has... Videos, records, CDs, books. Right. She was, like, fanatical, and she literally cried for a couple hours when he died. Oh, my God. And, God, I mean, I... remember, I was a, remember when Chester Bennington died, I was a fucking mess. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I remember Darren calling me, and I, he didn't even have to say what he was calling about. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Everybody knew. He was like, are you okay? Yeah. You know, and I was like, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, imagine what I'm going to be when Paul Stanley dies. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's, yeah. But I think the internet has brought a lot of, like, false pain to celebrity death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... uh, People jumping on the bandwagon of pretending oh, to be fans of people. Honor so and so, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, bitch, you were 30 years old. You don't even know who the fuck he is. You heard one song and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but what what's really really weird about like there were there, you know like these the, the people who are really young, like they're like there are people that are. They were they were thinking about, oh my God! Did you know that you know nineteen ninety was a terrible year? A lot of people died that year. It's like a lot of people die every year, but like young oh, people, yeah. young people are just now figuring that out. I guess yeah. like they're just starting to notice that like every year award shows do the in memoriam roles, and it's like no, that happens every year. Every year. They can do that because every year we lose a shit ton oh, of people. Yeah. And and they don't realize that like 50 years from now, somebody's going to go, oh man, Selena Gomez died. And a bunch of people are going to be really sad. Oh God, is anyone going to care? People are going to care. <laughs> she, pe- there are people That's right now. <laughs> she's huge. And people, people are, she? people are huge, huge fans of her. She's very big. And, pe- and 50 years from now, people are going to be crying their eyes out because Selena Gomez died. But like, you know, I, it's like, I, I looked up, just like, I just picked a year at random, like 1986. And I'm like, it's like, in 1986, 
I'm just going down a list and I'm just picking a few names off of it. Desi Arnaz, James Cagney, Scatman Crothers, Benny Goodman, uh, Cary Grant. Um, I'm just looking for faces I recognize. Donna Reed, Forrest Tucker. I mean, I'm not even very far down the list. Rudy Valley, Keenan Wynn. I mean, like, Kate Smith, for God's sake. I mean, it's like... I mean, most of people of who I know, but I have no emotion about it whatsoever. But, like, these you were know. people, like... It's like, this would have been, like, you know, most of them were not people that I would have been really emotional about, but, like, it would have been, like, a big deal. Like, Cary Grant dying, like, in my house, Cary Grant dying would have been, like, oh, my God, that's oh, so sad. Oh, I could see sad. people of that generation crying because it was, like, a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, but it's the kind of thing where every single year there's a lot of that, but then, you know, you but like, the years where you have... It's like, you know, the the fact that there's so many young people that, that don't, you know, they, they get, I think, I, I think part of it now is like, you know, back then we'd find out about it on the news because there was no other yeah. way to find out about it. Like, I remember the day that Jim Henson died was also the day that Sammy Davis Jr. died. Like, I remember that. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I was, I was fucking inconsolable over Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy Davis Jr. was someone that I would have had some reaction to, but unfortunately, he died on the same day as Jim Henson and nothing oh. was gonna, you know, you know, there, there's like certain, there's like certain deaths that have knocked me to the floor and Jim Henson was one of those because he was also way too goddamn young. But like now, you know, someone will trend on Twitter and every time, God, every time somebody old trends on Twitter, it's like you automatically assume that they died and then you click on them and you find out they're fine. Every time fucking Jimmy Carter trends on Twitter again. It's like, please, God, no. Okay, oh, no, yeah. he's fine. And it's like, Dick Van Dyke. No, 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 please, God, not Dick Van Dyke. No, he's fine. But, you know, every every time. And the other day it was Billy D. Williams and a friend of mine was like, God, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't really? take it. Not today. <laughs> but that's the way, yeah. that's the way you find out about stuff. Oh, God, and just, just the other, just a couple nights ago, Jerry Lee Lewis trended for a second saying he died and then it turned out he didn't and then last night he did die. <laughs> and then I and then uh and then I or I should say we our our Twitter account tweet, tweeted that oh thank god he he lived long enough to see his to see his wife get her learner's permit. I thought that was pretty right. good. Nobody nobody liked it or shared it or anything, but I thought it was funny. Fucking child marrying piece of shit. Anyway, go ahead. You were going to say <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, so, you know, Trisha von Lichtenstein, mm. who's, you know, 10 years older than us. Yes. Um. Oh, since we since we played the Verity theme the other day, I should dust off the Trisha theme. Let's do that. Oh, maybe. I mean, it's not particularly a catty story, but yeah. Oh, but why not? Yeah. Yes. It's fun to dust That's off the theme. Yeah. Adventures in Psychosis with Trisha von Lichtenstein. Okay, let's go. You know, it's really weird. Like, I remember, you know, when I was crying my eyes out, 
over Chester Bennington. Uh huh. She was just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you feel this way. But she didn't know who the fuck he was. There was like no connection. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know him either, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, you, yeah, I guess you know, that's not the kind of music that you would just like seek out, right? Yeah, I only know who they are because you talk about them. I don't, yeah. that's not stuff I listen to. But I remember, oh, she was like, I mean, this is kind of a big one, so this is kind of out of the scope of what I'm going to say, but she was, like, bawling her eyes out over Robin Williams. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Robin yeah. Williams, I've known who he was my whole life, but I've never had an emotional connection to him. I was like, oh, that's right. so sad, but I didn't give a crap. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I just didn't give a crap. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, that's sad, okay, whatever. But she'll just be, like, crying her eyes out all the time over all these people. But it's interesting because I feel like, I mean, that's kind of real with her. Because she grew up with these people or she knew these people. Right. You know, in her heyday. But I feel like on the internet, people are just reacting for attention. Oh, I'm so sad that Angela Lansbury died, or all these 20-year-olds. Oh, I'm so sad over Robin Williams. Like, who the fuck are you to be sad over Robin Williams, you fetus? Or, yeah, yeah like, if someone's if someone's upset about Robin Williams because they really liked the genie in Aladdin. And they, but they, yeah, but they really don't like, know him in any other give capacity. Give me a break. Or because they really liked Mrs. Doubtfire, or or like if they if they if they know if they only know Angela Lansbury because they because she was the voice of the tea kettle in Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, and they don't they know, know she played that she was in Sweeney Todd, and they don't know that she was in Gaslight, and they don't know that yeah. she that she was in bed knobs and broomsticks and they don't but, know yeah, but, that like, she had for, like a 70 year career. Yeah. Yeah. But for Trisha, the grief was real because this was a person that she knew that she knew the work. Right. And it was a part of her life and her fandom for a long time. Right. But I feel like all this online, this endless online Oh, I'm so sad, and oh, let's play tribute, and oh, and it's just like, you don't even know who the fuck this person is, why don't you just shut up? But the difference with online is posting something, you can do that without actually being sad. You, saying you're sad is not the same thing as being oh, sad. Oh, yeah, and I because think Because performative, cheapens. performative grief is very easy to do. I think it cheapens actual grief. And I think it cheapens yeah. the tragedy of death. I mean, death isn't tragic in and of itself. It is what it is. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. 
we love to hear from you. Thinking about, I'm trying to think about it's like how many living presidents do we have? It's like God, I mean Jimmy Carter is the only old president we have left because he's so because he's so old. Because I mean it's like after him, like the oldest president we have is what Clinton. Clinton's the yeah, oldest president after I Jimmy Carter. I love Carter though. But the thing is, like I, I always have like a special, like this. My own little personal thing. Whenever a president dies, I get a little, a little. It's a little gift for me because I, I get a day. I get a holiday. I get a day off for presidential funerals. Ah, uh, <laughs> lucky. I mean, it's just a day, and it's just for the funeral. But it's not like I go. It's not like, but all federal employees. Actually, I'm not sure if it's all of us, but federal employees get get a holiday for for presidential funerals. I'm not sure yeah, I'm not sure why it's if it's anyone but the president, but it's it's I definitely I found that out almost as soon as I became a federal employee cuz Nixon died right after that. And I was like, "Wow, Nixon died and I get a day off? Sweet." Oh, that asshole. Which anyway. which is making people go, "God, she's been working there a long time." Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs>